Hello and welcome to the Reinforced Running Podcast. My name is Rich Ryan. Today, Dylan Scott joins me for about 75 minutes and we just talk about stuff. We talk about training, we talk about our most recent battle that we had at High Rocks North America Championships in Chicago, talk about some different ways that we see the sport going or some uh, perspective race styles that could kind of change and we just kind of talk we just chop it up it was an awesome conversation dylan's an awesome dude great athlete an absolute workhorse so a lot of things that we talked about i think you can learn from uh his mentality and his ability to just like put in work and how he's kind of approached races i've been i, w- I was really impressed with chatting with him so yeah that's that let's get into it our guy dylan scott so is it boston that you ran this year when was that jack where's that jacket from Yep, yep, this year. So this was the the weird year where they had in October. Nice. Yeah. How was it? So uh, it was good. I mean, honestly, like weather on that day was great. Um, we didn't, I mean, it wasn't raining, wasn't hot. Um, it was a pretty good race. Uh, the only issue that I had was I came into it like a little bit sick. I was just getting over something until I was like, oh, man, don't exactly want to go run a marathon right now. But um, I, I had a pretty good race. Maybe the last five miles, I was like this – this could have been shorter. I would have been okay with that, but <laughs> you, <laughs> we got you there. Probably the, you probably weren't the only one thinking that at the last five miles of a marathon. Like, you no, know what? I passed a, I, I passed a lot of people who I think were thinking it a little bit harder than me who were like, God, this could have definitely ended at 18 and we would have called it a day. So I've never done – I've only done two marathons. One was a okay. disaster. One I, yep. I, I like ran like three days a week and it was – this must have been 2015 – 14, 15. Yeah. And I was doing like CrossFit in the time and I was and I was like, I went out thinking I could run 250 and then I ran the first like 15 miles at 240 pace and okay. absolutely died. Crash and burn. Yeah. Ran like 304, a lot of walking. Still, it was still a BQ at the time. So I was like, I was okay, going to say, you still, you still cracked a 304 with still got probably the worst race strategy you could have had. I was just, yeah, like I barely put any time into thinking about it. I don't think I did any longer like tempo stuff at all. I was just like, I'm just going to, I can do it. I think I can do yeah. it. And then uh, the second time I raced, it was much better. And it was like, a, uh, just um, was able to navigate the pacing a little better. I was a little bit more prepared. Um, and I ran 242 that day, which also be Q, okay. but I never got up and ran to Boston. Just yeah. never in the mix. How was that heartbreak hill? wasn't that bad to be honest with you like I mean I hit it and I was happy to get up hills so um because mm. the course like it, it it ropes you in early on because it's so much down that the issue I was having more than anything was just the fact that I also did not do a lot of like I don't do a lot of high mileage or anything like that so it was the the muscular wear and tear that I was taking on my calves and like hamstrings mm. that when, when I got an uphill and I could shift to the quad some, I was like, oh, thank you, Lord. So like we got on there and um, I mean, it was a steady churn, but it wasn't something that I was like, gosh, I'm going to have to walk or it's it's cracking me or anything like that because I've also done two marathons uh, as well. I did the one to qualify for this and then this, and I didn't even plan on doing the one to qualify for this. Um, it, 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 it came out of the blue, man. So right after I moved, so I, I originally lived in South Carolina um, mm-hmm. for, for like 24 years, moved up here to New Hampshire in uh, 2020. And within 10 days of moving up here to New Hampshire, I, I fell while doing like messing around, climbing on things, just being, being an idiot. Just doing um, stuff. 
and shat just destroyed my wrist. Uh, like I had, I have, I got plates and screws in here. I broke it in the joint in like eight different places. Oh uh, man! So I couldn't do anything other than like run and bike, really. Um, and so I just put it in my head. I was like, I'm just gonna make up this thing called the Broken Wrist 50K, and I'm gonna go train, and I'm gonna go do a 50K just in the backyard, basically. Um, which for me, the backyard is like Dartmouth uh, College. So they've got a, a golf course out there. And I came up with a loop. And I was like, I'm just going to run this loop. I didn't know how long it was. But I was like, this will be like four or five miles. And I'll just have Strava on, and I'm going to go run 50K. So I go run it and clip off like low seven pace. And and that was on like a Saturday. And so we get on our team call on Mondays, and I'm talking to my boss. And he's like, you could probably qualify for Boston. He's like, see if there's a marathon. And I look, and I'm like, yeah, there's one in Manchester in like 11 days. It's like, just sign up and do it. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So 11 days, notice. I'm like, I'll just go do this marathon too. So go <laughs> hop in that and run like 247. Uh, nice. Just like squeaked under 248. Um, and that got me the BQ. And then we were all planning him, another guy who's a physical therapist on our team. Um, and, and me, we were all going to run it in April. And then it got moved. And mm-hmm. so we reconvened and ran in October. And, I mean, we, we all had different paths getting there. Um, I was coming off of High Rocks Worlds. Uh, Cameron had gone out to climb Mount Denali. And, actually, he was doing it self-supported with, like, one other guy. Wow. Um, they were pulling all their stuff, and he hit, like, a, a slip in the ice and herniated a bunch of disc, like, five months out from Boston goes flies home rehabs and still gets on the line and runs like 316 317 <laughs> like has it hardly been running at all he's an animal so so that's what how did, we got there would you run that day uh two just over 250 i believe nice yeah I, yeah i got out a little bit too hot um and and my back end slowed me down a little bit but it wasn't like a crazy like i didn't go out in 120 and come back at 130 it was like maybe 123 or 122 high and came back at like 127. Do you think there is a market or do you there, I think you might do this. I wonder if anybody else would do like a, like a marathon high rocks, like the same amount of distance, but doing hybrid racing. Do you think people would be into ultra hybrid racing? A very niche, very niche group. Very niche. Real, real sport out of it. Um, yeah. Can't imagine. But, I mean, it would be something crazy that somebody would do. It was like the uh, one of the Miraglia brothers who did that, like uh, the strongman strong man marathon? marathon. Yeah, it's something nuts like that where you might get ten to twenty people who are like, you know what? Let's let's line up and see who's the most ridiculous. Right, or the dude that was that uh, mud, sweat, and tears who did like the Murph for twenty four hours. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Eighteen yeah. times or something like that. I saw. Yeah. Um. Gosh, what is his name? Um, I forget his name too. His thing on his thing on Instagram is like superhero Joey or something like that. Something like um, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking. Yeah. It's just. Uh, it'd be so hard to get people who would want to go through that level of suffering. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like a fundraiser or something. Um. So, dude, you and I we just had a battle. Battle. Oh no. We did have a. Are you back? Yeah. Wow. I didn't go anywhere. You good? Uh, I thought I thought you like you flashed out for me for a second, but you're back. So yeah, here we just had a battle. We had a battle. <laughs> it was it was it was a fun battle. Honestly, I was having a great time. 
I'm not going to lie. Um, I was not having a great time on the sled push, but after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was going yeah, well. you looked back when uh, you passed me on the row, and then I caught up to you on the run, and you looked back and you did literally stick out your tongue and just like laughed. You're like, all right, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, yes, I, was, I was having a blast. I was like, this guy, Rich is strong, Rich is fast, and he's right here. And we're just gonna have to like. I had a feeling you had me. Um, I think mm. that was more of a recognition of like, ah, damn it, I couldn't get away. Like, mm-hmm. I knew if we were together going into uh, the lunges, unless something cracked on you. And as I watched you lunging, I was like, nah, he's he's strong. I was like, I can't outwall ball the guy, and we're gonna run pretty close to the last same split. So mm-hmm. it was that was more of a recognition of damn couldn't get away, um, <laughs> but I was I was there for it. I was like I mean if it just so happens that we're still like side by side going to the wall balls, um, you had a great wall ball split, three fifty two. That's that was strong, um, but no, it was it was a wonderful time um, trying to come back from just an abysmal push. So, yeah, I saw that, and I wasn't sure. Like, you've had good pushes, right? That's, I mean, yeah. it's not going to be you and I both at this point. We're not going to be pushing it under three minutes, like Hunter no. or not yet. Maybe, maybe one day. But so when you got through that push, uh, it, but I don't expect you to have a bad push. You know, it, and we, I had a I had a bad lane, is yeah. what I chalk it up to. Um, is so I I went over and watched the lanes earlier on in the day and I had specific lanes that I was like man I hope I don't end up in that one and I did end up in that one it was like one and two were okay I three through about six were all a little iffy and then where did they take you down to because it looked like you were way down like they I just went over up there some. I just I didn't see, dadgummit so I had said specifically I had my fiance I was like hey start me at like lane 10 and over like because those looked really flat to me and as i ran in erock standing there and i go hey can i pick my lane and he just goes go to three i'm like damn it i didn't want this lane and so as i start pushing what was happening was my sled would start to shift sideways and so between every push i would have to straighten it back up push again straighten it back up and so I think that I mean other than the fact that I'm not the strongest guy in the field I think that played that was probably a 30 to 40 second issue for me um yeah right and I I I I think that you can see that happening to Lauren's sled pull I think maybe it was a push yeah it was going like and you think that that her pull you think the concrete was just slanted a little bit? Dude, I have no idea. But if you look at two people who had some of the worst sled pushes, it was me and Chris Rugalowski, and we were both in lane three. No um, shit. And then, of course, and then, of course, David had a bad right. one. Right, he was lane. right there as well. Yeah. Yeah, he was like maybe two or three over. But well, five, five, I think. I think I he know. was in lane five, yeah, because um, he would have came in behind Brent. Brent was in four. But uh, mm-hmm. same thing, um, there were – I don't know why it wanted to pull because mine did that, the sled pull. I don't think you noticed it, but you know how there was like a gap between the lanes where there was a little bit of concrete showing? I didn't um, notice. So there was, a, there was a little gap right there, and mine shifted down and went into the gap. And honestly, if I wanted to, I should have just kept pulling because it yeah, was like, easier. now yeah. I'm pulling on concrete. <laughs> 
but so I'm, I pull like once and it drops in and I'd like start yelling to somebody I'm like hey move my sled back like I don't want to make up on the sled push because now I'm pulling half on concrete half on carpet um, good on you because I would have just been fucking pulling that thing like <laughs> here we go I was like no nah, well, I know, it's, it's, I know it's Rich, that's why you're a, you're a better athlete than me I'm a better person you know it's just <laughs> <laughs> just gotta look for those corners where they are I'll take it um, yeah so that I I, I, Megiddo was saying that, like, I, I do think something was up with the sleds down there. My sled turned maybe once or twice. Like, there was a point yeah. where I did have to kind of mm-hmm. move it, but it wasn't yeah. noticeable to the point where I was like, uh, where that was something I was worried about more than, or something that I could really think about happening. Um, no, I adjusted mine probably, probably five or six times. Um, um, that sucks. Yeah, but I mean, that was, at that point, all I thought to myself was, it's a long race. Like, I watched people leave. I watched like you guys come in behind me, and then you were out. Victor was out. Cole was out. Brent was out. And I was like, yeah. my deficit right now is maybe thirty to forty-five seconds, and we're fourteen minutes into this race. Like, we got a ways to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, luckily, the sled pull went pretty even for all of us, mm-hmm. and then it was just burping broad jump like a madman to try to catch you. <laughs> I know, and you did have the fat. Well, it's a bummer we don't know what hunter splits were. Because I figured he would be pretty fast on most. I think, but his lunges were Listen, fast. Watching his, watching it on the live feed, it didn't look fast. His broad jump, like, not really. Mm-mm. So no. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my one win for the day, and take that the burpee one. broad jump station. The six two guy went in the broad jump station. <laughs> yeah, the uh, and the, your pull was really strong. But, you know, Kenton and Hunters were just crazy. At least Kent's. Was. I actually tied I mean, Kent's. Was it really? Oh, no, 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 never mind, never mind, never mind. Not the pull, my bad. When I was thinking pull, I was thinking row. Um, yes. I was thinking row. Me and Kent had the same row. He crushed this gear. 335. It's really fast. <laughs> yeah. He had a really yeah. fast skier in deca the week before, too. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's like, he can really hammer that thing. Where, yeah. What's your effort like level on the on the skier? Because when I went into this one, I just wanted to make it be. I was like, one fifty is where I need to be. Like that's it. Like I need to keep it really cool. Yeah. Like it can it can take a lot out of me if I go too far. So I was um, really trying was, to keep it easy. I was sitting on one forty seven, one forty eight, which is like pretty normal. Um, and it was very like it's pretty relaxed at that point. I was talking to the people in front of me while I was rowing, like skiing. Like yeah. my, I had uh, Mark Van Howe was standing there, and then my fiance was standing there, and I just was kind of like, as I was pulling, they can't see the thing. Which one thing, if we talk, just getting on a tiny tangent, if we talk about broadcasting for this sport, if they could find a way to project those numbers up and show like split no. differences and everything, uh, I mean, right now we literally have a guy walking around with a phone, like, and, and he like, and he doesn't really get in. Like, it's hard to even tell. And like, I can't see. I don't necessarily want to know what anybody else is doing, but for a broadcast perspective, yeah, and like exactly, with, uh, you can do that. Like that's a like there are indoor like rower so competitions. I know, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I mean, I know that if I don't know how you could hook up multiples, but there's this app that's like ErgZone, and that hooks to each like PM monitor. And if you could find a way to have each of those monitors hooked up to that and then broadcast like to a screen or something you could see what everybody's pulling the distance that they're at and it could you could set it all to a workout um 
and it, it would be something that you would have to really hone in just for the elite race for that right. and have designated rowers and skiers for people but um i mean it right. could shoot up there like okay we know who's on skier number two and then have you done a race well um germany was like this right the worlds where you had set lanes where yeah you had, like one yeah. judge so it could be like that where they know like dylan scott's going to row eight to to skier eight or whatever um, which interestingly that was the two stations that they didn't have you set up at was oh, like no you shit. just picked a rower yeah you just picked a rower picked the skier and the all, all the other stations were the same in in orlando i had a similar setup they had the lanes mm-hmm. and we actually did get told where because we had the same judge for everything the judge would follow like, hold her hold her hand up and, and be like this yep. is your rower this is your skier this is like your lane um which is okay i think it's i i mean i like the setup for like chicago a little bit better for things like the, the farmer's carry and for the yeah. lunges where you can kind of zigzag instead of having to stop very spin much. around and come all the way back um but from and for visually too even like the world championships when they were broadcasting it it was hard to tell who was not who was in like third fourth and fifth because like you see like hunter and tobias and then everybody else would come in but we didn't know necessarily what lanes they're in where if like they set you in lane three because you were in third place so we know that it's like okay don't in third cole's in fourth whatever whatever all the way down yeah, and I mean, we've got like so the fact that we're running with those chips on, and I mean the chips are updated like that every time you pop by a timing mat. There should be like I mean, thinking about if you just watch like NASCAR or anything where they have the thing across the top and it's got the split and the difference back to the next person. That shouldn't be right. that hard to 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 at least like notify to people. They do that in the NCAA cross country meet too. Oh yeah, like, for sure it has every single person and then it yep. auto populates the team score like mm-hmm. in real time i think it does that over um every kilometer or so so uh, yeah they yeah. could do that every station yeah, yeah. i mean it should, that, it should that would be that'd be a good addition because i mean i had people back home who watched it like they set it up and had it broadcast to their tv and they're watching the race and i mean they were super excited to get to see it but at the same time they're like yeah we don't really know what's going right. on here uh right it, it's like it's kind of wait till the end to see where you finish and yeah, that's just like, like the what they got like what our orm can do right now is that and that's yep, like yep. better than nothing so we gotta take for it for sure so i was talking to Megita on the podcast a couple of weeks ago maybe months or two yep. ago we we're talking about different races you said you had some thoughts so let's talk yeah. let's talk about some different hybrid race uh possibilities for this so what are, you, what, are you, what are your thoughts so the one that you had put together um, the idea behind it it had of, of course coming from your CrossFit background it had a lot of CrossFit movements in it and oh, yeah. and and my like so my thing is so if we add a lot of like technical Olympic lifts or anything like that it suddenly it cuts out a huge number of the runners real quick and then at the same time if it's too long it cuts out a huge number of the CrossFitters, so it's. I think that the race distance has to be somewhere between like three to five k. Yes, I think that that's appropriate, and I, I have gone through and I've changed it a little bit, uh, but just the race okay. distances. So let me go. Let me go through it again, and, Let's and go here's through it again. also my, and and then we'll like kind of talk about some different stuff. So I like the things I considered are uh, like watchability. Yep. from uh, the spectator standpoint also what kind of demands an athlete would need for training yep. like 
like how what kind of different dimensions are that and like and how it would be in inviting for other athletes because it's interesting you said it's like too technical for runners and too long for crossfitters and i'm like well good because that will kind of like make people come to the sport right where people like crossfitters might not be coming to high rocks because it's so far out of their thing right like right now it's all yeah. ocr athletes who are runners essentially is anybody is there is there anyone who hasn't come from like is uh, anyone coming from who's come rachel who's come like from? rachel vaughn rachel yeah. she so i mean but she also had a cross-country background in college right she was a high level so runner she was she Lauren, was a, i guess she was like a say. lauren yeah as well so both of them kind of came a little more from the crossfit world um true on the men's side, not really. I mean, you have you have Hunter who do, did go through that sort of like he went. It's not a phase, mom. He went through a phase <laughs> where he was like he just wanted to lift heavy things all the time and try CrossFit and stuff. But his background, of course, still comes from like Spartan racing and OCR and running. So I don't think we right. have any. And then you. But you also had a running runner. background as well, runner. and then yeah. got it in. So, uh, so, all right, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take it through. I'm gonna take it through. So I initially, it. I had Let's these go. I had these as 400 meters each time. I switched to 800 to get the running a little bit longer because it before it was only like two and a half, uh, two and a half miles, which probably okay. isn't long enough. So it's 800 meter start, start of the run, then okay. three rounds, 250 meter ski, okay, and 10. Dumbbell front squats, fifty and thirty-five. Okay. Then after three rounds, so then you're out eight hundred meter run, and then five rounds of uh, this new girl wad. It's called Gretel. So it's three clean and jerks and three burpee, uh, bar facing burpees. Okay. So then eight hundred meter run. So wait, what's our what's our weight? Oh, uh, one thirty-five clean and jerks. One thirty-five ninety-five. Three clean and jerks. Three bar facing burpees. And is it? Five rounds. Is it eight, five rounds? Is it that you do the three clean and jerks first, or is it like a? Okay, so it goes three, yeah. then the burpees, three, then the burpees. So it's a lot of transition through that, yeah. But it's like okay. kind of a sprint. Okay. Uh, then eight hundred, then twenty sandbag over shoulder, and thinking hundred pounds and seventy pounds. Okay. And I was I had to open for fifteen to twenty two, and then. And then I had an option of an 800 meter run or a 400 meter carry with a sandbag and then a 400 meter run. So whatever, so I'm open for either of those to make a little bit more okay. OCR. And then, uh, so it's just an option to get a little bit more What, what weight would the, carry, would the carry be at? I was thinking just taking that sandbag, but a 100, 100 pound sandbag for 400 meters is pretty slow. <laughs> yeah. I'd put it, yeah. I'd, I'd put it like 70, 70 and 50. Maybe that's it. Maybe 70, 50, since there'll already be 70s there, um, and just have 50s. And maybe there'll be this this whole thing could scale all the way down, right? You could, you know, for the 50s and 30, whatever, whatever, it can scale. Um, yep. And then three rounds of 10 thrusters, 10 pull ups. 95, 65. 95, yep. Yes. Is it, 60, is it 65 or 75 for Fran? Might be. I'm not sure, buddy. 60, let's call it 65. Um, and then 800 meter run. Okay. Three rounds, 15 dumbbell snatches, 15 box jump overs. I like 
See, that's my move right there. When you said thrusters earlier, I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> I, will do, I, I will fight to uh, – that's a hill I'll die on that I'll always hate thrusters. <laughs> thrusters and wall balls, man. That's a thing. I know. I need to do a lot of more of them. You got to do more thrusters. And then the last one would be a 500-meter row and then 10 bar muscle-ups. Ooh. And then 800-meter finish. Got to have the run on the meter, finish. 500-meter row, 10, 10 bar muscle-ups? Yep. Okay. And then 800-meter run finish. So now that puts Gotta us finish at... finish with a run. So let's, see, let's just tabulate up the runs there. We're looking at three and a quarter three and a half if if we do if we do the carry, yeah i'm i'm right? saying the carry is a carry and not a you run want the carry okay yeah make it so the carry, it the could carry. be so it could that could be 400 meter carry and then a 400 meter run so you still get the 800 in between okay that's what i thought you were saying to do i okay. thought you were saying yes, heavy carry and then run again yep yep i mean that's so My question is, are it it looks to me just like an endurance CrossFit wad. <laughs> it's three and a half miles. Yeah. Like the endurance CrossFit wad would be we've talked about Murph. We'll call it Murph. There is Murph, there's yeah. one abate or whatever where there's a mile and a half in the front and back and then it's like hundred fifty five or no, that that one's another hero one. It's a mile and a half. Um it's just a mile. It's a mile. 22 clean and jerks at 155 800 then 150 then same thing and then a mile but that's pretty heavy weight three and a half miles is pretty pretty long like murph is that, two that that's fair and then uh have you ever done the wad uh triple three uh at the games where it was the 3k the row three, oh, 300 3K double row, unders 300 double unders three mile run and then three mile run that is that that is a fun one that i've never done it one. I do want to do it. Um, what were they rowing in the games? Like, what kind of pace were they rowing on that? I don't do know. know. I, I, um, shoot. I know that whatever they did at the games, it was like a, I think it was a thirty-four something. Um, was the was the final time, and I did it at my gym and went like thirty-one forty-five. Nice. See that's what I'm um, talking about. I, I love a games workout where I, a workout where I'd be like, yeah, I would win that at the games. <laughs> that's that's exactly. There are very few games like workouts where I look at it. And I'm like, I think I can take it. Um, yeah, <laughs> that and the marathon row I think are the only ones I could win. They had one this past year that was, I think it was, um, 1200 meter run and then like 30 toes to bar and then 1200 meter run. 30 toes to bar, 1200 meter run. And I was like, I think I could oh, win that one too. Yeah, I yeah. think you could win that. I think you could definitely win that. Yeah, so I don't know what the time was for that. But I mean, I imagine they're probably pulling 150 ish, if not faster. Maybe 145. And and, yeah, yeah, they can row really well. Um, yeah. But that's also the games, right? The games, they do these wild workouts and they want to get like workouts that'll take. 45 seconds to work out, so I'm going to take 45 minutes and then try to hit every single spot in between. Crossfitters yeah. would probably rather not do the three and a half miles. Um, but this, I feel like, would, would be a way that people could take their CrossFit training and see it work right, like, and be like, oh, that's interesting because I have more endurance. I know how to do the, 
the the CrossFit movement. Let me try this. Where High Rocks, there's no there there's no doubt that it is going to be awful. <laughs> you know, yes. like if you're just like, like it's like a run and then a thousand meters ski and then like what? Right away it's like what yeah. what is this? And then it's all just monostructural, same thing over and over and over. Where this I will say that that this workout does open up with a run and then almost a thousand meters of ski. Mm-hmm. But so, broken up. That's true. That's true. Um, the so there's a part of me that wants to actually take this to the the box that I train at and pitch it to some of the people there who I know. Like we've got one girl there who I really want to, her to come do a high rocks because mm-hmm. she she has all of these same components. Like I think if you put this workout together and had her do it, she would crush it. Um, and I think that if you have her do a high rocks, she will crush it. Um, but she's very, very CrossFit focused right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to pry her away from that every single day. I'm nudging. I'm like, Elena, when are you going to try one? Like, it's not <laughs> CrossFit. Champion. Yeah. No, it's not CrossFit. It's, like, not, it's not, not CrossFit. CrossFit. I'm like, I'm like, damn it. Um, so there's no barbell. Like this, like the barbell piece, like dumbbell front squats, low skill, like clean yeah. and jerk some skill and 135 is pretty heavy but not most people can do 135 right like if you put it at the high rock like if that was at the elite wave in the high I'm rock gonna fail event, it. that would be no problem i'm no you i'm gonna do 135 it. really not this many times not this many times i can do it for 15, one i think my 15 times not a chance dude my one really? rep max clean and jerk i my clean max i kid you not rich like i'm not a strong guy is 155 for a clean that's it that's it. And so my clean and jerk, I could hit 135, but I think it would take me a very long time to get through 15 of them if I can make all of those. Well, you also have the ability to work at this level of like what you like the very high end of what you can do and just like do like one step under it and do it for forever. So you could do 135, no problem. So here's the thing. It, this would force me to get stronger. Like if mm-hmm. I was going to be able to compete at this, I would have to go get stronger to even be able to finish this cuz we're looking at and and this is going to sound ridiculous you're like this guy i was trading back and forth with this dude he's about to tell me all the things he can't do i can (laughs) i'm going to get smacked around by the front squats with the 50 pound dumbbells those are going to hurt um i might not make it through the cleaning jerks um i'll be okay with the sandbag the thrusters are going to kill me i'm going to fight i'm going to i'm going to be fighting for my life for those and i can't do like my bar muscle ups they're going to be like those chicken wing muscle ups Mine too. Uh, You're still doing them though. Okay. Still yeah. Get up there. I'm gonna get up there, but it's it's gonna be like, it's gonna look like I'm wrestling a ferret in a pillowcase. Like, <laughs> it's gonna be one of the worst images you've ever seen. Like, we, should we put this on TV? Let's not. This maybe might we be should. Bad for the sport. Let's not show. Yeah. So my counter to that is, I feel that the demands of high rocks, sh- like made me look at it and I was like, well, I need to put on strength. And yeah. you've been able through your training to to not necessarily put on this high-end strength, but still be able to do all of the demands of the actual event at a very high level. Where like, I looked at it and I thought like, that I, I thought what you thought when looking at this workout, like, yeah. oh, well, I actually need to get stronger. Gotta if I saw stronger. this workout, if I saw this workout last year, before I decided to put on strength, I was like, I can do all this stuff. Like, so I don't think it's necessarily 
uh, that matter of, of strength for this things. It's going to be yeah. like a little bit more skill probably because your uh, your ability to put out work be- is there. Yeah, and so the thing that actually makes High Rocks like me capable of doing it at the size that I am and everything is the fact that there's never a barbell on my back or over my head. Um, I'm really bad in those positions. Like, I don't squat very well um, and particularly don't, like, overhead squat well at all. So since it's all just like – yeah, it's just like this pushing of a heavy weight. For some reason, I can do that. Um, But – yeah, the 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 strength deficit that I have compared to some of you guys is is very very high on our traditional lifts, and for some reason it's just like I put a sled there and I can actually move it. Um, Why do you think that is? I wonder if some of it comes from all the biking I do, and it's just like it just the those it's kind of those same muscles because I also don't bike with like my pedals clipped in. So I'm just mm-hmm. pushing. It's just push, push, push. And then it's also probably what I train. Like I just train heavy sled pushes, um, mm-hmm. and pulls. And so the specificities there, um, and maybe if I spend a lot more time with a barbell, like then of course those lifts might come up. And then the last thing I think is the, um, the physics of it back squatting for me versus just pushing a sled Hmm. the power output is there in my legs but the long femur length and the positioning of a bar really throws off like i might not have the core strength to keep that chest upright the weight back and to actually sit into those muscles that are going to need to fire to get a heavy weight up whereas Hmm. you don't really have like positionally for a sled push you don't have to like, you're gonna drive through your toes like that's what's gonna happen yeah mm-hmm. so like if you can get your hip angle the same way like it, like and that's kind of, and you get low enough and you move your center of gravity toward it to help yeah. with the position on the push and you figure out how to do that hmm have you tried like low bar back squatting try to move the bar uh, down yeah no i take it down trust me if i try to high bar back squat that things it folds so just ain't happening (laughs) no 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 (laughs) we're gonna go from back squatting to doing yoga very quickly um (laughs) (laughs) and you think it's more uh, a matter of anatomy or just uh mobility stuff Mm, so my mobility is actually decent um the thoracic mobility like i was saying it's not great with the overhead stuff same i'm like i don't i don't yeah, I don't have a lot of like ankle mobility issues. Um, with a decent, with like a lower weight load, we're getting down plenty deep enough, um, and the hips and everything are fine. It's just, I think really where the, um, I, I think it's the anatomy that throws me off a little bit, um, hmm. and also just the fact that I don't spend a crap ton of time back squatting. Right, of course, because um, that's the thing with with wall balls too, right? Like. With all the work that – would you say wall balls are your, uh, like, worst station? Yeah, I would say so. Probably. I'd say Why prob- do you think that probably is? Probably so. Yeah, because, um, I mean, like, it's still – to me, that's a work that is – that's just a work capacity. When that that uh, movement, if positionally you're okay, is just about, like, doing one more. It's like, all right, I can do one more. All right, I can do one more. But, like, some people, when they go through it – Mm-hmm. Like for you, your positions might not be ideal. Um, yeah. What do you think is going on there? I think it's just um, the range of motion that I have is super long. It takes yeah. like forever to get up and down. 
And so, because like when I squat, I don't like, I, I should, I need to teach myself to just hit parallel and then pop back out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, like when I get tired, I just let it overshoot. And so I'm like all the way down, all the way up. all. And so it's more of just like, oh, this takes a long time to go through this range of motion. It's like twice and then as much my work. Yeah, and then my shoulders get tired, and then I'm like, oh, now i got to set the ball down. And so it's, I think it's more of just – it's something I can clean up, and that, like, 450-ish time for wall balls can easily become 415 yeah. um, with work. Um, and, and so I like the fact that I'm kind of shit at those right now because I just go, okay, there's, like, I could already see a minute that I could take off my time um, totally. if, if I just fix that. And like you said, it's just – it's a work capacity there. So if I figure out how to not take so long to go through the range of motion, the work capacity will be okay. Right. Yeah. Because I definitely teeter. I'm like right there, like right at the parallel piece. And that's yeah. how like Lauren Weeks is and uh, yeah. most CrossFitters still are just like get just where they need to be and then and then fire it up. So yeah, maybe that, that's a good point that making sure that you're not spending all that energy going all the way down yeah. and coming all the way back up. No, I'm spending a lot of time doing that. Um, and some of that's a mental error of just like I forget, um, and it's the habit to just do it to right. make it a little easier. Um, mm-hmm. Because you do actually kind of when you hit all the way in the bottom of the hole, you kind of decompress everything. So like you get a second, and so I'm just mm-hmm. taking too long. That's all I am. I'm lazy, Rich. That's what it is. <laughs> I'm just, you just lazy worked so walls. hard, but you just worked your way, worked your ass off until that very last point. You're just tired by that. You get up to the wall yeah. balls and you're tired. What else? I mean, yeah, it's just how it works. Hadn't um, even had a snack or anything. It's, do you uh do you eat during the event? No, no. I took a no. gel this time. No, um, not. The only thing I took was some water. Like, I I felt kind of bad because I was coming for the water, and this other person was coming for the water, and I was coming a little faster, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, I, I really this need this. I hope your yeah. race is going well. Um, <laughs> they had it I'm with trying the to catch her trying. <laughs> and they had the tops on it, right? Like, so it was like yeah. a whole whole thing. It was um, a whole thing. All right, so back to this race. So, where would where would you? I mean, and the, the reason why I liked having it be come on and off, so that you do get the visual. So even on the first mm-hmm. round, two fifty ski, you can see who's skiing real well, and you can see who's already yeah. in first on the first. Um, and I haven't tested this. I just kind of did this in my brain. I don't know how these ta- how the time domain on all these stations work. And do they need to all be the same? Like, High Rocks, they're similar. They're not all the same, right? They're well, I mean, there's close. one that we know is, like, super fast, and that's the Farmer's Carries. You're in and out of that in under a minute 30. Um, yeah. And then the next shortest one is probably your Burpee Broad Jumps. Which were, you were 2-0, like, 2 is about as fast as it's going to get. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think Hunter did it last year in 156. That's insanity. Um, yeah, yeah, so... If you're if you're under two thirty for that, you're moving. Um, yeah. Yeah. Jack sent me but, his hunter splits at the race that he set the record at, and they were just like every station was really really fast, fast. Like, as fast as I would ever be able to do any of them. Um. So yeah, and then the the slowest one, even is, is going to be four minutes. Let's say. Yeah, your slowest yeah, one's going to be. Yeah, your slowest ones are going to be maybe your maybe your skier. Maybe pro- I mean, for me, it's always my wall balls. Um, mm-hmm. Lunges then, take people along. I mean, it's the sleds if they're just going poorly. 
sled pole can go that's really true. poorly for people. That's true. But you shouldn't at the elite level. You shouldn't have anything over five minutes. No. If and if you do like even if you're at five minutes, it's going to be a tough tough go. Like when your sled was all messed up, you were still for something, right? Four twenty five. Yeah. Four twenty five. Right with yeah. with transition. Um. Yeah. So. But I, I agree. I kind of agree with you. Like, I don't think it matters if you have some that people just burn through and they're back out on the run really quick. Um, okay. I mean, yeah, I will. Te- I will end up testing this at some point. Um, Let me know. I'll do the same. People to do it, or forcing people to do yeah. it, and I might have to do it at different weights um, than what you have here. Because, like I said, that one thirty-five can crush me. But um, you do it. You do it at the heavyweight. I'll do it at the lightweight. We'll do it that way. Okay. <laughs> And see what we get. Scaled in RX. Um, Scaled in RX. So, yes. And that, like, that was my idea is like moving things back and forth so you can see who's doing well within the station because that's what's nice about the visual of the push and pull. And even on the zones where there are like racing, you can see who's doing well in them. Um, and so you, just, you could even see who's like good at the ski versus good at this, the front squats and where people could potentially catch up and how they might be able to catch up later in the race. Yeah, and I'm thinking so with this whole workout, you would you would draw in you would you would draw in CrossFitters who enjoy the longer stuff, and there are some of those. This would be like honestly somebody who would probably demolish this is like a Sam Briggs. Mm-hmm. Totally, a Sam someone who Briggs can do all the stuff and still has a big even even like Tia. Tia was just like uh, also was an endurance athlete and can just smash everything but she's like an alien um that is true yeah there's there's only one tia that's <laughs> true yeah so i think there are let me see there was a dude jordan Troyon, who was from the area here who is a good endurance athlete but not very strong and he'd make the games he'd get through regionals and he'd win like the swim and then everything else he would have no like a, he like would get hammered on like the one the yep. lifts like the three rep max whatever so they do that in yep. the, the games whatever it is um so dudes like that i think could work dudes who aren't the uh, Cole uh, Sager types who are just monsters, yep. Yep. like maybe like the more lean down, smaller CrossFit athletes, I think can come in here and do well. Who's the Who's the other? Who's the guy? Um, uh, dreadlocks that I'm thinking of. Oh, James Newbury, James from Newbury. Australia. He might do. Yeah, I feel he like he'd do great on this. He might. He would do great on this. Yeah, he'd be somebody. So I, I feel like you could pull some CrossFit athletes who would do really good in this, and then like you said. It's going to force people to train in a certain way to be stronger. Mm-hmm. And so if you're looking at your runner co- cohort, anybody who's like a 1,500-meter to 5K runner, you're probably not going to get anybody who's like a collegiate 10K guy. Um, probably not. <laughs> no, but like I've always – I've thought that for high rocks and stuff, like I'd wonder what a decathlete could do. Yeah, that's interesting. Like an yeah, Someone who has a little or, bit of – right. Or a Kevin right. Mayer. Who has a, a little bit of capacity. I mean, they're not that great at distance running, all things considered, for, for the, from track yeah. from track perspective. From, like, a regular person, <laughs> like, they can do it. They, they can, like, they're faster than most people. I mean, they could still That'd split, like, a, f- a 440-ish mile for for the top guys. Because they'll yeah, run, I like, I believe Kevin, I believe his 1500 was, like, a 420-something. Um, so I mean, they could probably run a four forty low, four thirty high, and then if mm-hmm. they really like trained for it, they're explosive, they're powerful. Like it, it would be cool to see what 
what decathletes, maybe somebody who was a decathlete in college, shifts over and tries this because it's a super young sport right now. Right. And right. really, people don't even know what it is. Yeah. No, I have to explain to people so many times. They're like, "What do you raise?" Yeah. I'm like, "Bring out a pen and paper." <laughs> yeah. How do you what, what What do you say to people? Because I'm starting. To, I'm trying to get it down. I'm trying to figure out how to explain it to people. My pitch is it is a blend of distance running and non-functional, like and and non-technical CrossFit. Non. Okay. That's what I always yeah. tell. Them. That's what I say. Non-technical CrossFit. We do not have a barbell, and that's about it. Um, and it that, takes about the non-technical an hour. CrossFit piece. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. I say the same thing. I say it's like a mixture of distance running and CrossFit. I just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. Because, and I mean, for the most part, they don't want to know any more than that. They're like, <laughs> like okay, yeah, good sorry. They're bummed out. They asked. Ah, shit. I shouldn't have asked because <laughs> they still don't. Yeah, still can't get it. Yeah, um, it's like a no. But. Um, um, so what? So if you had to brand this race, like what, what would you call it? Ooh, a name. I don't know. I got I got to yeah, spend a ton of time to, on names because we you'd have, have to put to be, a name to it. And would it always be this, or would it be that each station, like each time that you have it, the CrossFit parts switch out? I don't know, and that's something that I don't love about CrossFit and the games in particular is this unknown and unknowable part, just like being prepared for everything. Like I like the idea of getting ready for something very specific, um, yeah. and I don't think that that, like coming from a track and field background, it's like you run the mile and that's it. <laughs> you know, it's like it doesn't have yeah. to be this big flashy thing to be uh, fun to train for or or anything like that. So I don't necessarily think it needs to be, but it could. Something like this could could definitely be be uh like change what do you what like yeah what do you think and what do you think if like a high rocks like next year season five they're calling them seasons i guess uh they season five seasons. they they said like there was something that said season four uh north american championships or something like what that are we, like, what are we a reality tv show or something it seems it, it seems that way only with no coverage then only with no coverage got it like what if next year they just change it and they're like okay now instead of the sled push it's going to be, um, I don't know, med ball tosses or something like that. Like just oh, throw it over I'd, your head. I'd hate, over I'd, hate it. I'd hate it. I'd Keep it the same. Keep it the same. Keep it the, the same. Only thing, the only thing that I could see that if they wanted to is change the order. If you wanted to mm-hmm. mess around with the order of the race, sure, but keep the components the same because I think they've put together a very good mixture. Um, and it was like how you guys like said if you ran one backwards – uh, starting with the hundred wall balls and then working through, I mean that's that's something I want to try because that that sounds like, oh man, to have to go hit that sled with two that stations way. to go, because what happens at High Rocks now is like like Hunter said, everybody's there until the sled pull, so mm-hmm. normally sled pull sled push blows the field apart. So what you would have is you'd have a really probably close race. And then you could watch a race completely change in the last 10 minutes as opposed to now what happens is the field's together and then blows up in 10 minutes. You think everybody would do wall balls in like 345? I mean, I, I think that I think that the people that couldn't do wall balls in 345 could run their way back into the race. Uh-huh. 
and then what you – I mean, yeah. yeah, I think you would see absolute, like, just carnage. at the, the last 15 minutes would probably be extremely exciting because you're like, this guy is sitting in first, but you know that has he built up the lead that he's going to need to not get just hawked down? Like, could you have a guy come into the last three stations in first place and then drop to eighth? Right. Right, just complete, and then that would incentivize people to go out maybe a little bit too hard because that that's the second station, second and third station. It's an interesting point to put the sleds because it is such a game changer that it's it does make it kind of hard to pace things out. And I don't know if, if they're that intentional about it. That they want to just um, make the strength component clear, like hey, you got to be strong right away. So in the second station, the third station, we're making it so that. The, the runner guys are going to have a hard time or they're really going to have to focus on to get better at it. Um, but yeah, if you flip it the other way, it wouldn't stop the people from going out really, really hard. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Because the, now I think that the race would actually be, I think the race would be faster run in reverse because you do a lot of the running now without having that sled push in your legs. Sure, um, yeah. Because that, I mean, that immediately, that sends you... That sends you anaerobic pretty quick in the early in the yeah. race. No other portion of the race does that that I can think no. of. No. So maybe the yeah, runs would be no. faster. You could get there, like, and I think finishing with the thousand meter ski would be brutal because you would, you could just you could it. just go as hard as you possibly could. You'd be going for your life. Where like wall balls, there's an option to break every single rep you can stop yeah and and a ski like you could but like you definitely wouldn't it would just be or no. if it was like if you fit even like a thousand meter ski as the workout we're still gonna have to run off of that hard oh right and then you'll have to run you're still gonna yeah. have to run off of that that's right so so i mean you might have somebody come in there and this is gonna be the last station and you're gonna be ripping low 140s and then you're just gonna run just as this hard actually, as you can. This actually might be more exciting. You know? I think. See, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking a reverse high rocks is a more exciting viewing experience because how much goes on in the last three stations? You backload so much of the energy of like everything switches. Now, would you move the spread? Would you move the sleds apart just so it's not back to back? Just like. Blunt no. force strength. You no, keep it that I want way. it. Yeah, I want it that way because. So if you throw, I mean, if you throw it in. So say we take the sled and we switch it with the farmer's carry, or something like that. So what pull, happens pull, there? Push or get, pull or whatever. Anyway. Uh, okay. Yeah, go push. Let's just go push. Let's just move the push to the farmer's carry what you get is you get like a little explosion there the field comes back together another little explosion there but i mean i want to see carnage like <laughs> i want it i want the two back to back and you'd be like if you can't get through these two with enough of a lead um then then you're just you're about to slip you're gonna lose everything <laughs> okay it would also de-incentivize people dropping out early yeah to have it because have it be so late right yeah, because that's what I mean. That that's what Blue David's race was. You have a bad sled, you drop out early. In this case, if your sled's going bad, you're like, I've already done like five I'm stations. Done. Yeah, might as well just finish the damn thing. Um, right. Yeah, I like it. 
It would. It would, and it would help people keep. It would keep people in the race longer. And that that alone might make it faster. Is that everyone's doing okay? <laughs> you know, everyone's yeah. managing it until that until that sled. And like, you know, if your race is going well, that's one thing about the sleds being so early that I think it does kind of ruin pe- people's morale. And I mean, that is up to them to keep their headspace together. Like how you did during your sled push. You're like, all right, this sucks, but long race. A lot of people don't do that, yeah. right? A lot of people are like, wow, this killed me. I wasn't ready. What can I do? And like, everything is just. Uh, negative and they're just backsliding for the rest of the time um, and just like feeling sorry for themselves but if it was the other way there wouldn't be that and it would just be like it would be really hard to train for a sled push that is 40 minutes into a race yeah. you know yeah, <laughs> you're no. just... well that's why you have to like your train sometimes so your training that you do is very methodical like you're, you're mm-hmm. well thought out you're scientific with it and I I'm a moron with access to a lot of things it's, it's just <laughs> how I look at my training and I just walk into the gym and I look around and I'm like okay we've got basically a playground here and I can pick any toy I want to play with today um, and so that's what's happening um so you would probably think out like, okay, this is exactly how I would structure my training for if I had to hit a sled push forty minutes in. And like, mine how do is I get look that like, tired. Yeah. Yeah. And mine is gonna look like I'm gonna do something that makes me so tired that it doesn't really matter where we have a sled push in the race, I'll be ready for it. Like mm-hmm. Right. So you wear a heart rate monitor though, right? Yes. Most of the time. Do you wear it in you wear it in training too? Um, for specific like for specific workouts, yes. Not for all of them. For some of them, I just like to go off a of feel. Um, yeah. But like for specific run workouts, repeatability for workouts that I know that I'm going to do again to look back at, um, I'll have it on for sure. But for just like everyday training, um, I'm not always wearing it. Okay. So it's not necessarily to manage your effort within the workout, it's more to reflect on what the effort yep. took out of you or how you improved over okay that's an inter- that's a good way to go about it right because yeah, I, I don't see, like being go ahead no i was gonna say i could see how an someone could use heart rate training in a high rocks style of training so that they know where their effort is and like like yes. this effort i'm going to work for two hours but making sure it's all aerobic so that just manage their efforts like this one i want to be more anaerobic and i want to make sure my effort stays up so i can see how people use it that way um but it's also a little bit more obsessive to do it that like to look oh at for it sure and, it. And, and i'm not gonna like i don't want to be somebody who's tied to like i don't even race with a watch or anything like that like i saw you hit splits and everything and that's why i even mm-hmm. asked you like I, I asked you later i was like what are we running things in um because I have, I have no clue within a race. I don't know what time it is. I don't know, like, or what time within the race it is. I don't know how long each station's taking me. The only ones that I have any idea of are the sled, are the ski, erg, and the row, because the splits are right in front of you. Right. And that's actually the only thing I use to gauge how my race is going, is I know that if I am rowing at a little bit faster than I was skiing, I'm probably having a good race. Um because I just know what those effort levels feel like. Hmm. So I'm like, okay, I haven't dropped off any with my effort between those two. So if I'm able to reproduce the same pace or a little faster here, that means that the effort that I'm sustaining is good. Um, And so I knew that during the row. I was like, I know I'm having a fast race because I'm pulling 146 and I feel decent right now. 
Um, huh. Yeah, and that's, I mean, ideally that would be how, you, how everyone should race, right? You should go off of just the effort that you have in that moment and just be like, I'm not worried about what my splits are. I just need to put out the best effort and most amount of exertion that I can yeah. until this race is over. Pretty um, much. I did that in Chicago before I didn't I didn't I didn't look at my watch or anything. And I did that mm-hmm. actually that in DECA. I didn't I didn't wear a watch in DECA in New Jersey for this reason because I was like I just want to focus on effort. Was that the one but where like, you set the record? Uh no, the one in Jersey was the one in September. What was the um, one where you had set the record at when you went like twenty uh, or like thirty low? Uh West Palm. That was in West Palm. April. Okay. Florida. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. So that was even that was before the high rock season. And then, um, so I, but it, it, I felt like it wasn't keeping me honest. I almost needed the watch there to make, to, to, cause I, the running is so, it's so strange, right? And even our yeah. runs, the back half of our runs were at our fastest. And I'm sure that last run, even though it was super long, would have probably been the same as the one after the row and the one after the, the farmer's walk. And, and I think they, to me, it didn't feel that much different. Yeah. Um, no, it felt pretty similar. Yeah, but so, but it was keeping me honest, like, and I had more of a plan to make sure I wanted to know, and like, I didn't measure out the course, right? Because that's mm-hmm. a, it's a nightmare to be like, oh, I should be this pace every lap. Yeah. Because who knows, who knows how long those laps really were, you know? Exactly. So, so I just kind of took it for, it's like, okay, this lap was a 130. And then, okay, yeah. later on, I wanted to be a little bit faster than 130. So it was, it was a little bit of a reference point for me. Um for the splits, which, which I actually liked and, doing. No, I, I can definitely see how that would be helpful. Like, especially if you got caught in no man's land, mm-hmm. um, where you're like, right. I need to, because it's easy to throttle back. Um, and so in a different scenario for me, if I found myself in a race where I got caught in that, but for me, I was chasing the whole time. And mm-hmm. when you're chasing, you're not going to let off. So I'm just like, I was able to, I don't have to worry about time. I'm chasing. Like, I know I've got to catch Brent. Now I got to catch Cole. Now I'm trying to catch Rich. And so the the whole way I was being pulled by y'all's effort um, because it was like once I get up to them, I'm not going to back off. I got to open a gap because I still knew we had stations like wall balls where every a lot can change, and I'm not going to be great at them. So I was like I I knew I had to put a whole lap on Cole because I was worried he was going to wall ball me down. Uh, yeah, right, which you were able to. I mean, yeah, you got right in there. And like so, you didn't even know what you wouldn't had no idea what your time was going to be. I, I was I think at one point I was like, tr- I tried to do some quick math, and then I was like, this math is not working out in my brain. <laughs> so I had no idea where we were going to be. No, the only the only time that I knew where I was going to be at was when like because you know how they had the race clock right there at the starting line for when we started at one twenty. Oh yes, right. I would occasionally glance. Yeah, daytime. So when I came by that and saw that we were at two eighteen going towards the wall balls i was like or like right up under 218 for me at least i think it was two it was like 217 12 or something and i come by mm-hmm. that and i'm like okay i know that i'm gonna be somewhere in the low one hour range like 101 102 yeah that was my yeah i knew where i was 58 minutes into the race <laughs> right which really that, that that's probably the best way to do it so that you're not because it can be motivating but it also can be deflating right if you're like oh i'm not gonna pr it and that's what a problem with a race that's so quantifiable that people get wrapped up in time um but yeah you're it seems like you're doing a good job of not even fucking worrying about it 
No, I no, I don't think about. It. I'm trying to think. There's a uh, God. There was a. He was a runner at Louisville. Um, I think I think his name was Wesley Kipsang or something like that. Uh, Cor- he, Courier. Yes, Wesley Courier. Is that yes. it? Yes. Yeah. So the, he won, you know the movie he won about Boston him one time. He did win um, Boston. He. The hot uh, year. I believe the movie's Transcend is the name of the movie, and uh-huh. in that in that movie, his coach is uh, like giving him advice, and he's he just tells him he goes Wesley, just be dumb and run and there's so many times where I think about that when I'm competing I just go just be dumb and run like that's it just just be dumb and compete like we're not you you can do all the thinking you need to but you're not going to think yourself into winning a race um, right and so that's not to say don't be mindful of your training because it seems like what I do is very kind of off the wall but it's actually put together in my head um, mm-hmm. and it all makes sense to me when I look at it um but when it comes to race day, you've done everything you can do. Just be dumb and run. So that's that's why I'm not not looking at much. I love that, right? And that's and you've had really good progression even within the sport, right? Like last year, you were what 60, 65 at Dallas with an extra lap, right? Yeah. And then sixty four in Chicago, sixty three in Leipzig. I don't, I don't know the second part. And now you were yeah, uh, no, you're right. Sixty one and change. So like yeah. You've really done a good job progressing forward without needing, without really even caring that you're, like what your outcome is. That you're just like being dumb and running. No, yeah, I know. And so that was like, and also I was waiting for you to pop off. Like this race was your like coming out party for High Rocks because there were so many. So the first race you had, I mean, I, I looked at the splits for it and I was like, is Rich? just the worst person to ask to carry your groceries because your farmer's carry was just <laughs> it was, I was like, like what minutes or something i was like yeah. what happened here um and so i was like okay this will change in chicago and then i looked at the splits in chicago and i was like something's wrong there like this man has too many of the component parts to be good at this to have not been good at this yet so going into this race i was like they're not talking about rich but rich is gonna show up like it's gonna happen um and so you definitely showed, like, with your race, all of the fitness that you actually had. It just hadn't come together yet. Um, yeah, right. And that's I appreciate that, and that's I, I felt the same way, right? Like, there's yeah. there's there's fitness to be shown in this, this race. I should be good at. It's just a matter of putting yeah. it all together. No. Yeah, and to come back and to have two not good races and not show your potential, and then have a third and really like show up. Like some people get would get rattled by that, you know. They're like, every time I've stepped to the line, I should be good at this. This isn't going well. But now I think you you kind of mentally were able to bust through that. That was the one thing. Like, everything was pointing to things going well. The one yep. thing that was weighing on my brain, not heavily, but a little bit, because I was able to talk myself yeah. out of it. I was like, it's like, well, I've really sucked at this race twice now. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I haven't not sucked yet. So I have to overcome that like reality you know but there was a lot there was a lot in like the training and my lead up last year that exactly that wasn't that i could talk myself out of really quick but like actually doing it and thinking about doing it they're they're not the same so no no they're not but uh um yeah where are we going with that um oh oh, really part of uh of just not worrying about yeah and that was something that so before races, I used to get real nervous and used to really worry about like Same. how I was going to do. So do you get nervous at all anymore? Um, oh yeah, I still get a little bit nervous, 
So if we go back, um, actually for you, because you've been you ran collegiately, correct? Yes. Where did you run at? Uh, School St. Joe's. It's like a, it's a mid-major D one. It's like Atlantic Ten. So they would okay. play against all like all right. Xavier, Dayton. Yep. Schools yep, like yep. 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 Uh, say their their mascot's a bird, isn't it? It's a hawk. And it just flaps. Hawks. Does like hawks. That. There we go. Hawk yeah, game. the hawk. The hawk will never yep. die. Just this. Yep. Okay. All right. I thought so. Yeah. So um, like I think back because I didn't really. I only ran one year in college um because of like injuries and stuff and in high school was really my reference point for getting nervous. I used to do mm. the same thing. I would put so much emphasis on the outcome of the race and like leading into it. Like I would literally be it just stomach in knots because I would be so anxious about running and then if I like if I ran well, then great. Okay. But it didn't put me over the moon. And if I ran poorly, holy crap, was I the worst person to be around? Like yeah. It and so now I've gotten to the point where I do get nervous, and I'll be sitting there, and I'll like I'll talk with my fiance Maria, and I'm like, yeah, I am a little worried about this or that. But then, what I eventually do is, right as the race comes up, I just kind of let it all go. I'm just like, you know what? And I sit there and I list off. I'm like, you've got this and this and this to fall back on, and who really cares? So why don't you just have a good time and see what happens? Like, just let your fitness show. And then once you do that, once you take all those expectations off of yourself, um, the race gets a lot. It's a lot more fun. It mm. really is. And that doesn't mean that you don't compete and you don't train hard. It's not like I didn't come home on Monday and just come start busting my ass again. Um, mm-hmm. Because even if I have fun in a race, I'm still hammering. So it's just you have to let – it's like having a governor kind of on things. you got to take that governor off so you can actually go the full speed you want to go. Because if you keep that governor on, what's going to happen is you're going to be limited. And the limit's going to be sitting there on your mind. Um, and it's going to be that anxiety. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It is like a governor on there that's like holding your performance back because you're worried about how you're going to perform <laughs> instead yeah. of just like yeah, doing your thing. Yeah, it's so it's so ridiculous. It's that whole thing about like if you have to get up early in the morning and you're like, oh, I need to get to sleep, you can't fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> you lay there and you're like, shit, I got to be up. I got to be up. And the next thing you know, you've just had the worst night's sleep you could ever think of because you're mm-hmm. overthinking things. Um, worried about it. So the nerves are there for sure. So what do you got to do now to take it to even even the next level? You've seen this progression. Are you going to follow the same type of progression? And is it like uh, the specificity and the volume of it that you feel like will need to get you to that next level? Or what are you going to do now um, to, so to the show volume, out your worlds? <laughs> the volume can't go up much more. Um, I'm running out of hours in the day. And <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm running out of money for groceries. Nah. Um, right. <laughs> exactly. to, to fuel all that. Yeah, um, it's it's going to come from the fact that I've just got to be stronger. Um, and so there's going to be more heavy lifting that I'm going to start putting into my programs. There's going to be more front squats, more thrusters, mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. The movements that I'm bad at that I know are going to translate over um, into the race. So, I, And I'm going to bump the running a little bit more. Um, not so much maybe volume-wise, but uh, quality. Because a lot of my running is actually – it's almost all done on treadmills. And the vast majority of it is I run uphill like so Mm -hmm. much. I do a ton of incline running. Um, And then 
at the end of almost all my incline running sessions, I drop the incline down and I crank the speed up and we're doing as fast as the treadmill will go. And I just rip off either 30 30s or 60 60s, where it's 30 on 30 off, 60 on 60 off. And just do it on really tired legs. Because mm-hmm. you don't have to be like, you know, let's see, what kind, of 5K, yeah. what kind of 5K shape are you in? Right now, um, well, OCR stars, I was around 1530, I would say. Okay. So you're 1535 k shape. I can maybe run 1620 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and right. I don't have to be much faster than that. You have to be able to shift back up to that speed. You have to be able to have a, a very good lactic threshold pace for high rocks. Mm-hmm. And so for me, if I can move that just a little bit to where I can run maybe closer to 2920 um, mm-hmm. for the 8K split and then just get stronger to where I can move through the stations faster – my next goal is to crack up under one hour. Yeah. Um, and I think that's going to be the recipe for doing it. Heavier weights, a little more often, a little more speed, and keep the volume up um, to where it is. And I think things should continue to play out. Yeah. I think that sounds like a good plan for that. Uh, because it's like when you look at it, like splits like ours versus Kent, like he had two plus minutes on just just some sleds. sleds, yeah, just some sleds, yeah, you know. Um, so, so like you can run even the shoes. Those they're really really light. They're like really minimal. Uh, they're four ounces, I believe four four point one four point two, and they do have that type of um, the foam that like the what the fuck is that the the, the, the Zoom X is made out of, um, but it's a P P something. Um, it's just not very much of it. So I like it. I don't know. I, I think it is just there would just be too little. You think from, so? For you think I, that your legs would just get be be down with them? Maybe not, but it would. I just don't think I like the way it would feel on the runs. You know, I don't think it would fair. be in a pop on the on the running. Um, I and I don't know how much grip advantage would be for what we're wearing. I don't think it'd be that much more. That's true. I would. I mean, heck, I'd try them out. Just because, I mean, he might have just done some good good marketing for Reebok, honestly. Yeah, um, totally. Just just because he put them on, he was like, "These shoes are gonna make me fast," and then he kicked my ass, and I was like, "Well, correlation, well, correlation." <laughs> yeah, I, I might have to wear those shoes. So, uh, so yeah, um, I might make a little switch for that as well. Yeah, because um, I was th- I've been thinking about it too. It's like even if the run, even if I take like a minute off of the run, which I think is doable. I think the running can get faster. You know, like where we are, you you can't not roll like twenty one high kind of. Kent was like twenty one thirty. You mean we're at twenty one? You mean twenty nine? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. I'm sorry. If we did twenty one, um, Rich. We should just quit high rocks. We should be eight k runners. Like we should be in the Olympics. Yeah, <laughs> we should be in the Olympics. Um, the so like I think it can come down. Just, I th- and I think it will as the sports progress. Like progresses, Agreed. like five, ten years. I think people will be able to run twenty-seven high, twenty-seven mid, yep. maybe. We are um, on the same. What do you think the the end like? We start to get down to for the record for it. Just just off of gut, without like being able to to. So say okay. So say that you do Ken splits, yep. which I don't, I don't know how much faster those can really get. I'm sure they can, but. Yes. Say he even takes thirty seconds off of just the stations and then runs a uh, twenty-eight flat. What's okay. that put him at? 
like I think being 50, able to get, that that would be 55 50 pretty much that's what I think I think cracking 56 is possible okay I've I've in my head I've taken it down to I think somebody can break 55 really because well with a good rock zone our rock zone was four minutes and 33 seconds that's that's an eternity like most of them <laughs> yeah. are are sub three minutes so you've got 90 seconds just right there hmm yeah that's true and like do you think the rock zone doesn't play out into the runs then like how does it not that i, I mean it does but i don't think that much i mean maybe it does like the run would be sh- longer if the rock zone was shorter i thought is how it would be yeah, yeah, I think so too because that that same time that you're taking to gather yourself from like coming off of a sled push or something like that um would would translate into your pace for your run. But I mean, still none of the time that you're running in the rock zone is cutting down on the 8k portion. You don't think so? No, that doesn't count towards the run. Oh, I thought it would. I thought that's what I was saying. Mm-hmm. I thought it was mm-hmm. Really? So you could have a rock no, zone that's like no. two minutes, and so so Kent's time could have been fifty-five something. <laughs> Kent, just Kent's realistically, effort? if he got a two, like if he had, a, there's there's been rock zones where the times have been in the two thirties. He he could have realistically been in the fifty-five fifties. That would have been crazy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Now the, now the putting it that way. The, yeah. Now the question would be like the maybe his run is a little slower because you know you get a couple of seconds to compose yourself as you're getting out of the zone, and right. then you get up to speed. So you might have backed down there. But I think honestly, on a fast rock zone, Kent goes under fifty six fifteen. Hmm. Because sled sled was so fast, and if it's in Europe, if it was in Madrid, where it's one minute sled pushes. Well, the problem would have yeah. been if you would have put him in Europe, he would have pushed the sled into the crowd by accident. Like, <laughs> <laughs> launched through. Yeah, up yeah. He would have gone to push side. it, and he would have been like trying to chase it back down because he pushed too hard. <laughs> Women, children, um, tears. It would be Everybody's got to get out of there. All right, I know you got to yeah. roll, but I got one last question. What is this? Yeah, that's uh, fine. The, yeah, we're good. I, I saw High Rocks America made a post about um, the top, like the top six men, top six women. And mm-hmm. he said only, only like there's only six spots or something. I don't know what they were talking about. Did you see this? Okay. Post? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked at the post earlier. So we have. I don't know if there's only six spots. Did they say there's only six? The post said something weird. Yeah, you pulling it up, and I didn't. Yeah, I, am. I was like, it's something that I didn't. He- I hadn't heard. Let me here. Let me pull it up on my phone real fast. Um. And I'll be able to. I didn't know that anything about only being six spots, but I knew that the top fifteen times in the world got in. Correct. And yes. right now we have, um, well, we've got six guys that are. So we have we have six. Yeah, I think okay. that's what they're saying more than anything. Let me. Uh, I want to double sense. check on that. Um, because right now it's me, you, Cole. Hunter, Kent, and David. Twelve individual six are currently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so what they mean by currently eligible? Yeah, we got same. twelve people in right now. So there'll still be a couple of races. I think your time holds pretty easily. I think sixty thirty three holds. I'm very worried about sixty one fifty one to be honest. So I'm gonna race again you in think? Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Again, those European times are fast. 
I know. Sucks. I mean, they're fast. Um, so uh, I'll, I'll race again in Boston, and I'll race in New York. And uh, I'll be interested to see, because, I mean, we've spoken about him before, but uh, one of your clients, Jimmy, he'll be racing yeah. his first one in New York. So yeah. he's somebody, he's a young guy in the sport that I'm interested to see how he does because he does have a mm-hmm. lot of those uh, qualities that'll be. He has them all too. Yeah, for sure. Yep. So he'll, it'll be interesting to see how he does for, for sure. And yeah, with the European, I, we've got to pay attention to these European races now. Um, and I'd imagine that they would still have multiple heats for the elite. You just might, like whoever, the top 15. No. Might, no? Really? No, it's top 15 run the elite race. And then like, and then so what I understand is that. Yeah, so I'd be if I go to Vegas like for age group, then I'd be running the pro race, but racing for the twenty five to twenty nine. Um, so that's why I'm gonna try to dip up under. Like, I mean, again, it would have been beautiful to have a shorter rock zone because then that time might be down at like sub sixty one, and I'm I'm confident in a sub sixty one getting in. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Hopefully. Will you be racing anymore? Uh, I think I'm gonna do Dallas. In okay, so that's in April. April, yeah. Okay, cool. So I think Kent's going to go down there, which will be, and then I'll be because this 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 race I was a little conservative. I was conservative in the beginning, so I think I'll be able mm-hmm. to be a little bit more aggressive and just see what happens. Yeah. It'll be like because that was what this race was like. Man, I hope that this goes well and that the time is like where it needs to be. And um, yeah, so now I have a chance to kind of just like just see, which would be nice. Go go send it. Yeah, I think you're yeah. definitely line up next time if everything like goes off without any hitches. Sub sixty for sure. It'd be pretty cool, but you know, yeah. it depends. Like if I go out and send it, and then I just get murdered, <laughs> and then I'm just like dead, 15 minutes in. But gotta gotta work <laughs> on ways to make that not happen. Nah, well, I, I definitely think if if there's anybody who's going to be sitting down meticulously figuring out how to do that, you'll you'll probably find a way to do it. We're gonna try. We're gonna try. Yeah. Um, cool deal, man. This is super fun. Thanks thanks for popping on, taking some time, chatting with me. I'll have to do this again for sure because. You got you got some good uh, performances coming up, I'm sure. So we'll see you in Boston, and you're doing doubles somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. So me and uh, Tara Jackson, we're looking at New York. Uh, so that'll be March 5th. Um, we're gonna try gonna to. Two, break, you like, guys are gonna crush. We've so here's one one thing. Uh, she like I don't know exactly the rules on this, but I I don't know if the other partner has to do any work. Okay. So no, they don't. So her idea is she's going to run an 8 by one k workout, and I'm just going to be a workhorse, and I'm going to basically run the women's race and try to go like 55-something, and she's just going to keep up. <laughs> and there's, I mean, there's a part of can... me that I hate that idea. <laughs> I hate that idea. I told her, I was like, Tara, listen. I'm gonna make you do work. We're gonna miss the record, but you're gonna do something. Like you're gonna do some <laughs> of the lunges. You're gonna push and pull a sled. Like I'm not gonna game the system just to be able to like. I, I don't want that. And you're gonna have to work your ass off to do that. You're gonna have yeah. to like that's going to be a full on all out effort to do to do that. Um, I would look like what Bracken and Callie. They were very strategic in terms of like yeah. when to split and what to do. Um, so I would probably do something like that. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I you can do most of the work. You can do. I probably will take most of the work. Um, like it wouldn't make sense for us to switch on the row and the ski. Um, the time. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I. But so I'll probably take a lot more work than she will. But I was like, Tara, there's no way that you're just gonna run 
and I'm going to do all this. Like, I refuse <laughs> to stand on a podium if that is the way that we execute this. <laughs> and, well, it's going to be nice having those the 14-pound the ball or whatever it's oh. going to be. Or is- so I've done doubles that- once. Um, I did it I did it in Europe after the uh, – so after the championship race, me and Marcus Friesen decided, like, hey, let's mm. go try to do another one. So we did doubles three hours later. And I got to the wall ball, and I squatted, threw it straight over the thing. Like, <laughs> very, like much, no ex- very much, yeah, very much Don't expected. Count. I was like, I was like, I'm gonna be too tired. Just launched it. I was like, right, <laughs> we can do these. But um, yeah, so seeing you guys at double, I think that you guys will put up a great time, even if even if you don't do all of the work, even if she does some, because she can do the work. She also she's also oh, in the yeah. top twelve. Yeah, she's a so, monster. She's a monster. So top yeah, we'll look at that race, Boston, and then I hope to line up against you in the elite wave in Vegas. Yeah, I hope so too. That'd be fun. Um, cool, dude. I appreciate you taking time. I linked all your socials and doing all that, and then uh, yeah, that's it. All right, sounds great. Thanks a ton, Rich.